G'day, party people. This is your one and only source into the shenanigans of a couple of Sheilas. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma, and we'll be sharing juicy stories. Our biggest secrets. The what not to do. The lessons we've learned. All the mistakes. And too many times we've been baked. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to Sheilas and Shenanigans. Hey Sheilas, welcome back to our 11th episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It feels good to have done 11. I know, right? It feels like we've accomplished past the 10th, you know? We're hitting the double digits now. I'm all about it, especially given that it's nearly the end of the year and we'll have one more coming up for you. But today we are talking about girl talk. All the taboo topics that I definitely didn't hear growing up at all. Yeah. And I was mind blown when it became like a topic to me that I was able to talk about. It's so underrated, right? Like this topic. Like, uh, I feel yeah, like it's something that, it, more so that we, we know now, that we are embracing as yeah, women. Yeah, I have to say, I suppose, like, I grew up in a family where it's just me and my mum, and my, obviously I have my dad and my brother, but, like, I wasn't speaking about periods or anything like that with yeah. my brother and my dad, yeah. and my mum didn't speak to me about this stuff at all. Well, like, especially if you I like... don't remember a conversation, so, like, for me it was so taboo, and it's ended up going down a path where like I really resented all things that we're going to talk about and it's like periods I had no idea what to do when it came to doing birth control I had no idea that women were allowed to self pleasure (laughs) I ended up having a cervical cancer operation because my mum was always on top of me to get those checks the pap smear checks but like I had no idea what to do like about all this stuff I had no idea that being the option of being 23 years old and having that scare did so, you know like that you had it were there any signs and symptoms or oh uh, we'll get into it but definitely not no no idea absolutely <laughs> no idea absolutely no idea so it's just this feel like this is such a topic that if I was a 15 year old girl I would be like oh yes like Thank I want to learn about this yeah and I want to hear about it and now it's becoming like we've got TikTok we've got so many things where people are speaking about these topics so freely and they're bringing more education and awareness to it. Yeah, exactly. But I definitely have to learn the hard way. So yeah. hopefully we'll be able to teach you guys a thing or two that we definitely didn't get taught at whatever age, really. 15, we have to 14, learn ourselves. <laughs> We're actually going to start off with our favourite topic of all, periods. That's so, how the month. So when did you first get your period? Do you remember? I reckon I was 13. You were I think 13. I was 13. And, and like, I was in year 8, so I felt like it was really early. And... Yeah, so I remember it being like really early. How old are you? I was I was thirteen as well okay. when I got mine. So yeah. I, I how did I freaked out? I remember I my best friend didn't get hers till like seventeen or something. So I was so jealous like the really? whole time. Like I was like, oh my god, I bet you that wasn't really the norm. But I remember just being like so jealous and because obviously you weren't exactly talking to everyone about it. Yeah. It was so taboo when I was in year eight. Well, so I, all my friends got theirs before me. So then I always felt like I was left out of the club. And then once I got it, I was like, I'm in the club now. That was a club that I would be happy to be left out of. I'd be like, I'm out of this club. Like, I had no idea what it was. And, like, the most interesting thing and the reason why I think feel so passionately about talking about symptoms to do with periods, like, you know, around that time of month, what we can do to create awareness for people if they're suffering with similar things that I'm Or even through. just to let men know of... Yes, if you're a man and you're like, I'm not listening to, the guys to this here. shit. 
listen, because That's so good. If, if you, you want a wife or a girlfriend one day, you're you gonna know, have to put up with it too, man. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Whether it's mood so, swings, whether whatever it is, and like I feel like PMS has such a bad rap, but yeah, at the same time, and the funniest thing is, and like what I wanted to bring up was we're probably just going on a tangent here, but. I saw this thing, I think it was on TikTok, and it's crazy how much stronger and more, like, pain threshold women Mm. have compared to men, and this girl put this thing on this guy, and it was, like, two little pads on his stomach, and it was this machine, it was, like, a pain machine or something, I have no idea, and so she, it was level one, and he was losing his mind, this boy, he was like, get it off, get it off, it's so painful, she's like, this is level one, this is, like, what girls deal with, like, the most minimum that girls would deal with every month. Yeah, if if you're a guy, and and you're listening right now, please know that periods are no joke, like, we, when, when women are in pain we are not faking it in any way like yeah i honestly believe that women should be given 12 extra sick days of the year easily just like purely because that's actually so interesting and i think it even crosses over to be nearly 13 periods you get in a year because it's every 28 days um well that it should be but you know we'll hear that some people lose theirs some people which is even worse because you're dealing with some symptoms and you can't actually have that release which is such an amazing part that i've actually learned to embrace but i reckon 12 to 13 days a year women should get yeah. in sick leave more than men because are you joking yeah, like are you kidding like we have to put up with this for the rest of our lives yeah yeah exactly. it's just so painful in, in what it can be in some regards so my story with my period and why i'm so passionate about this is because every single day the day before my period mm. was horrific i'm not even talking about like pains like it got a little bit i'm really grateful in the department of the fact that i haven't got the worst pains and, in the world. and this isn't the day before your first period it's the day before just like, like it was every single time so what 13 times a year so i was what, how, literally how old like it would have started from when i was like 21 that i can even remember but okay. i was just so depressed i'm talking like yeah. out of control erratic my emotions were like PMS is such an understatement compared to what it's I was getting. Such an understatement. I would, I would literally, and I spoke to another girl about it when I was in rehab, and she's like, "Yeah, I'd wake up the next the day of getting my period and be like, well, thank fuck I didn't kill myself yesterday." And I was like, "Sorry, yeah. I can relate. Like, I can like all my biggest like there's a lot of spirals have happened. There's a lot of science based behind that too, especially with like low estrogen levels, which fall right before your period. So they say, you know, like right before them, like just make sure that you're you know, eating things like a lot of zinc, etc., magnesium to help keep your levels balanced, etc. Because yeah, like all that's I want is chocolate. Lot of... <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean would... like chocolate's great, it's got so much magnesium in it. But yeah. like that's also like why? Like you you're down because your estrogen level drops. Is that Isn't interesting that, so interesting? that like I've got I would have no education on that. First time I've ever heard anything like that. Oh, really? We have did that come up in sex ed classes? I, I probably doubt it. I doubt in your six that like, yo, <laughs> eat some zinc. Like, they, you know, you would have no idea when you're sitting in those sex ed classes. But I think the biggest thing for me yeah. was when I went to rehab and was speaking to the therapist about it, I told him, I'm like, oh, the peak of my mental health is the day before my period. Like, I'm the most messed up human. No one would want to be around me. It's horrific. And, and that's, like, like, the best day to spend by yourself. A hundred percent. And he's like... <laughs> Don't want to be around anyone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. And he's like, so have we ever talked about your period? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, did your mum ever explain anything? Like, did you ever have someone like show you what to do when it happened? I'm like, no, nothing, absolutely nothing. Like, I have to sort of find my own way with it. And he's like, well, no wonder why, even though you're 26 years old, you're still that little girl who's really fucking scared that there's blood coming out of your vagina. And <laughs> it's, you know, what could possibly be that? And you're afraid of it. So, like, in 
started dabbing on that because you can do classic diary. <laughs> you can quote my period diary. I think I still have a diary for it. And I purposely shared the information and the time I menstruate because in my personal regard to myself and my progress, I put it out there first. I write down the stuff that I feel like is most important to me and then I share that with my friends. coming up for me right now so that's a lot and then the PMSing in ways of like depression and anxiety will might, might be peak at those moments or I'll have symptoms of that I think yeah. that I'm more of that, that type of person whereas the sort of the day of and the second day might be a little bit more physically painful but I, I think I get lower back pains and that's probably about it luckily in the I physical department I get sore breasts or like a lower back and I also get really agitated like yeah. really very sensitive. I'm sensitive. Like yeah. with people, as well as being like overly hungry, like nothing will fill me up. I have to keep eating until yeah. I'm over, overly full, and then I talk, until I feel sick, then I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm literally vomiting in the toilet now, so I'm satisfied. If we you have like a fear of vomiting, so that probably wouldn't work for you. I either. know. <laughs> yeah, I found that like I think that sensitivity is the biggest as well. So like sensitive, it, that's yeah. probably why I'm so sensitive to what people say like, to me. Like anything. And that will you so much as well. It'll set up your your negative tones and negative. It sets up my negative mood all the time like just yeah being ultra sensitive on your period and all that well last week i remember just before i got mine i like my little cousin was hitting me on the arm like just kept like she wasn't doing it hard but i was like can you stop i feel like i'm getting bruised i, I know, wouldn't like have been everything but it was just you. the day before my period and i was so my body was just so sensitive yeah. and then i said to the next so, day I'm like, i've got my period and she's like yeah well no wonder why you're so sensitive when i was like hitting you i'm like yeah that makes sense and so what are some things you do to like overcome those those times so they were kind of sort of aware or sometimes you go oh this is what's happening i'm getting my period because i know i don't record mine because sometimes mine comes every three weeks sometimes it comes every four weeks it's very different depending on like my physical activity and maybe my surroundings etc if i'm near girls more often because you know how like uh, you, when, people can be in sync you can be in sync and yeah. that happens like if i'm in a cast house doing shows i'll fall into sync with all the girls and then we'll all get our periods like the same time yeah it's okay. so crazy amazing i love it when i get mine on like the new moon that's my favorite when i get it on the new moon because it's like a proper like, it resembles a lot to yeah, do you're with like, my moon like cycle diary turn into like a werewolf yeah 100 <laughs> so i think that mine's pretty good so for, i've always been really lucky that i've yeah. got mine around about every 28 days but did you lose yours yeah i i did i lost mine during a show that was when i was being extremely active um and my body fat percentage dropped lower than uh, average so i think i was sitting at probably like seven or six percent body fat my percentage which is like yeah really really low but also given that i was doing shows and exercising, I was burning up upwards 6,000 calories a day. So like, that's like hard to maintain, um, just as an athlete. Um, but yeah, I lost my period and then I didn't know it was wrong. And then that's what happens. So I happened to a lot of athletes actually. I understand. Mom, my mom lost her period for two years before having us and she yeah. had to really like like, you know, how to fix her body before she could. I know a lot of people mm. who are struggling at the moment who are trying to get their periods back, and I found the association between them 
feeling like they've lost their femininity and their association with like their womanhood and it really interesting and like I didn't realize because I haven't I don't think I've ever lost my period really that um how much of a detriment that can be like do you feel like you felt like less of a woman or like do you feel like it had any effect on you actually I yeah it did like physically I didn't feel physically active like I just lost my physical hormones like not at all like with attraction like didn't feel any of that toward anyone I wouldn't find guys attractive you know how you kind of just like you know you look at a photo and you think oh that guy's attractive I would get none of that just like my sex drive it because what happens is your sex drive just goes like to zero obviously like before that time of the month and like after is when you're ovulating like five days prior and five days after is when you're in ovulation right so your sex drive is higher right before your period and like right after yeah sometimes okay. during as well depending on the person but yeah oh, i've had that i've had that as well <laughs> yeah you like shower sex okay <laughs> but also like tapping on like womanhood and all that uh, let's talk about the pill the yes a hundred percent so yeah i think that like well we've let's summarize with periods as well like i think that if you let's the cool because you lost your period like lost how period. and if you're not having sex and you've lost your period like i think that from what i've heard of people who are struggling with endometriosis at the moment the people who are struggling with so many different things it's like mm. it's definitely something to go get checked out yeah like do don't I, I, I couldn't recommend more not to like push it down and be like oh it's like not a problem because i don't want to have kids now or like you know because i'm not having sex so i don't have to check whether i'm pregnant but it's definitely something to go get checked out because you could and what's come up a lot is people struggling with endometriosis there's so many other issues that could be happening yeah. so like go get that checked out and the other thing i would personally recommend i want to hear your recommendations after is i think that it's so important that us as women is to be able to like embrace our period and for me it yeah. has changed like the, i'm talking the effects of like literally having to go to rehab the reason the uh, reason I actually agreed to go to rehab was one of those days where I was just crying hysterically losing my mind and I was at, went over to my aunt's house and she's like this is happening every month like what's going on and always was the day before my period but I so I went from being that hysterical and that messed up to having to be like it was part of the reason why I agreed to go to rehab because I was just out of control to now when I get it I take time for myself I journal on it I embrace it my period is actually heavier if I've had a heavy month of like personal development work or having challenges and things that I've been resisting or worked through so I feel like I'm purposely shedding those limitations and beliefs about myself and I will take time to journal I'll do an amazing one of the best yogas I do is a boho beautiful yoga for PMS it's on YouTube completely free couldn't recommend it enough it's the most easy yoga and it puts you in positions where like it eases the pain the back pain everything you might be having and I just take that time out to really like focus on what I can do in the future and what I'm going to do for that next month and yeah I have that day off and I guess that's easy for me to say because I'm not at work full time so it's mm. like you know I'm not putting in for the, that sick leave that I want to happen but I think that it's so important that as women we embrace our period or learn how to do so or ask around or figure out a way to, like that we can because I was I was up until recently that scared little girl who was like why the fuck is my vagina bleeding so <laughs> I embrace it like it realize that it's a part of our womanhood and it's something that shouldn't be so like I feel like there's still scared still my subconscious is like ew blood or feeling awkward about too either you know yeah. and also like guys understand like it's not like guys have never heard that before like 
if anything, like, feel proud about it, you know? Like, you're getting your period. Like, that's amazing. You're a woman. Yeah. Like, you're a and woman. That's And also, with having your period comes being able to have children as well, which is just a part of the cycle of life. So that's Yeah, and how strong really women embrace. are. And I feel like we're moving into, like, for example, I always used tampons growing up. Like, I would sleep with them. I could think that caused... Which is really so bad for you. So many UTIs. <laughs> like, I was just like, you know, it was like a little bit of shame base. Like, now I literally will use, like, liners and pads because I just want that flow. Like, I embrace it and I want it and I'm so not... I, like, I feel like I'm going to vomit if I put a tampon in now. I, like, feel so unbelievably it's just, sick. It's uncomfortable so what you, sometimes too, you know? Do you use tampons or...? Uh, yeah. If I'm being physically active, I will, because obviously if I'm tilting slash lifting my leg to the side during dance, we wouldn't want any leakage anywhere. So when I'm being physically active or doing dance, I'll wear tampons, but throughout my days, I'll try and just wear pads. Yeah. Like the nappy pads, you know, like the ones that just really soak up all like the juicy goodness. And do you know what is absolutely amazing and the biggest breakthrough at the moment? Period undies. Have you heard of them? Yeah, I actually, yeah. What are they called? Like the They can hold up to like eight tampons worth of blood and you literally just wear undies. Yeah, but is that like gross to wear? Like I thought about it. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to make it my challenge for the next so period. Is that, is, that, is that our challenge? Just to have a little taste I'm going to get some. You can buy them from Coles apparently. So you can just buy them from the supermarket. I'm going to buy the Tom's ones, which is like organic because those are the like pads and everything I normally use anyway. What, so is, but, it like, is it like kind of, you know, like if putting like a, a an Ugg boot inside like water and then it, you're just soaking up all, is it going to be like that? Like where it's just like a soggy Ugg boot? I mean, I'm sure there's some science your... to it, Gabs, but I'm not actually 100% aware yet. But apparently really my friend intrigued. was telling me she's done it because there's all ads everywhere at the moment. There's a few different brands that have come out with them. But my friend told me she did it and she used this particular brand that I'm going to get for next time because I'm like so eager to try it and it's just about I think changing again that taboo topic of women having to be like oh I'm gonna wear a tampon to bed if I'm in a bed with a guy do you know what I mean I feel like that was what I used to do which was so unhealthy so ridiculously unhealthy oh you can get cancer from that like I'm pretty sure a hundred percent you uh, well yeah we'll get into that later I'm pretty sure <laughs> that was part of my problem but I think that it's about like embracing the flow like because that's yeah. what I'm trying to it is Embrace a flow. flow it's a guys. flow let it flow so I'm excited to try those 100%, which I'm so keen on. And I'm going to make you try them too. And yeah. then we'll report back we'll to We'll report back whether it's a soggy slipper or whether it's like a, like a, like a, I don't even know, just regular underwear. I, I mean, are yours heavy? Like, do you get a really heavy Mine, are, mine are medium to heavy, yeah. It's hard to say, like, what, describe what heavy is as well, though. Yeah, because you like, don't know what the flow is of other women. <laughs> we don't exactly measure, do we? hundred percent. Hey, so like we're like, oh, okay, sweet. Is yours? So heavy? I'm up to five hundred mil today. What's yours? <laughs> How many tampons have you used? But you know what? It's a conversation that we maybe should be having. But it's like, right? How do you know? Like that's when it, doctors ask. I'm always like, oh. The only reason I knew that mine completely wasn't heavy is because I remember some girls that when they're in school, they would have to literally not come to school. Like it would go through a pad, through a tampon, and onto their school dress, and still like be everywhere. And I was That's like, the you worst. have you ever had like a leakage before, humans. where someone's like actually told you that you're leaking? I mean, I'd say so when I was younger, but not any time when I'm older. I feel yeah. like I'm lucky enough to like. Be, I, I'm really lucky. Mine aren't like super heavy, but even if they were, my attitude towards it is so different compared to if it was like a few years ago. I'd be like. 
oh yes, it's heavy. That means I've had a good month of self healing and. Uh, or it's just like, like oh yeah, I'm, shark week. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, and be like, oh my god, that means I'm shedding so many old limiting beliefs. Oh, that's but, literally what I use if I like have like a night. So recap on this whole my whole dating life, guys. I'm now flying first class. Oh, what a segue. What a segue into the fact that with Gabby just spoke about before, we want to talk about birth control and Gabby has to now assess her options because she picked up in first class. Oh yeah, baby. We're (laughs) riding first class. She's officially taken. I went all the way from economy to first. How impressive is that? The bitch is back in Australia for like three seconds and found like the nicest guy in the world. I don't know how she does it, but great manifestation skills, honestly. Killing it. Still haven't met him. I think she's a bit worried for me to meet him. I'll ask him all the hard questions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, do do so. He'll be so scared. He wouldn't even know how to answer. You're feeling like you need to go into birth control because now you're having the regular... Yeah. Which is exciting, but you know, a bit too early for kids. Well, so I, I will, I will tap on my previ- previous experience with using birth control as prescribed by the doc. What? Did, when did you use it? So this was the beginning of last year, and he recommended I go on it because my iron is so low, so it would stop my periods. Therefore, I wouldn't lose as much iron. Which is blood, blood. In this regard. Yeah, yeah. So blood, okay. iron, same thing. Right? Basic dumb it down from the yeah. We just dumb it down for some people that are really <laughs> Which unsure. Which is me. I need to dumb so, it down. Yeah, honestly though, for the younger younger kiddos out there, when you are on your period and you're losing blood, you're you're losing iron essentially, which is um uh, basically like blood cells that carry oxygen to your body. So. That's why women actually need more iron than men. We need 14 milligrams a day, whereas men only need eight. So oh, is this why to do with our periods? Periods, Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but also just women need more for some reason. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Or maybe we go through it quicker. Who knows? Yeah, we breathe um, heavily up because we have to deal with men. All the, all, the, all the time. Not haters, my men. Yeah, if you're listening, we love you guys. <laughs> but so what, what? So you went on it last year. Yeah, and what, like it did. You went on the pill. Yeah, I went on the pill, and it didn't agree with my system, and I actually had my period for for twelve weeks. Straight. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what? So do you have my body you, just a particular didn't. pill you went on, or? Yeah, it was one of the lower ones, so you can get different ones. So if you if you're on the pill, it, depending on what pill you're prescribed, has different levels of um, estrogen inside, basically. So yeah. different milligrams of estrogen. So I was on the lowest dose because my family are prone to getting breast cancer. It's like a a thing that runs in my family. Um, so they put you on the lowest dose just to be safe. Just to be safe. Okay, and how long were you on the pill for in general? I was on 12 weeks. And the bleeding. whole time you had your period? Yes. My body just, even though I took it at the right time every single day, didn't make a difference. It Wild. Just, some pills can do that, so that is a side effect. 100%. But don't do it for 12 weeks like me. Um, I guess it's not even, they're not even side effects, they're effects. Like, I wonder, I yeah. don't know how long we've had the pill. Uh, should look, should have looked that up, I'm going to. Uh, look up how long we've had the pill for. But, like, I find it really interesting that, like, we've got so many cases these days of, like, endometriosis and, like, I've linked a lot of people who've been on the pill for a lot of years who've had that. Like, we just are unaware. We're such a guinea pig generation. I always say this, but we're so unaware of the... They're not even side effects. They're effects. They're permanent effects and symptoms that you may have for the rest of your life because you've, you know, tried to benefit yourself in one way of not getting pregnant by taking the pill or, you know, thinking that that will help with your iron levels. Even though that must have messed up your iron levels so much because you're losing... 12 times the amount yeah, of like that you would have been in that period of time because you literally had your period well I was time. in a concert so the, the thing is I was doing shows in amongst that time too so when I was 
I was obviously being physically active. So if you're physically active, you're creating more iron for your body. So I was like constantly in this thing where basically my iron levels kind of sort of just stayed the same because I was so physically active, but I was also losing some blood. So like my iron was getting depleted, but also I was restoring them too. So I was staying right. Anyways, moral of the story, that pill didn't work for me. Moral of the story, it sucked. It sucked. And what are you going to do now? So what what are your options? Let's go through the options. Go go see the doc and then just ask the doc what they recommend as the best um, You would say option. to go see a doctor? You yeah. see, I think that a lot of doctors, you... bless their cotton socks, but, and I don't think they mean this on purpose, but a lot of doctors are linked to, you know, they get maybe incentives or whatever through certain pills. Well, or... if you have free healthcare, I guess it's not that bad. Being in Australia, yeah, 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 I guess, but you st- still, someone's paying for it. If even the government's paying for it, someone it comes back full circle somewhere. So yeah. I feel like all doctors only know what they know. You know, and since that new stuff is coming out every day, so we have what options do we have for the um, con- you know, birth control these days? The bars in your arm and the rod is in your vagina. What did, what rod do they put in your vagina? I don't know. Not probably just a vagina safe one. <laughs> I. I thought that was like sort of a cup style thing. A cup? Have you heard of that cup thing that you can now insert into your vagina? That freaks me out. Like anything, these things. Okay, so for How does me, it not leave? When I started dating this guy not long ago that lasted for about two hot seconds and then was the most <laughs> tragic thing in the world, I we had this conversation after, honestly, it was like less than, it was probably after like eight days, which is so weird. So I recommend not even bothering with that. Figure out if they're not an absolute nutcase prior to that. But we had the conversation <laughs> and I was like, look, I'm not going on birth control. And he was like, I'm not wearing a condom. And I'm like, well, I'm not going on birth control because I've done so much work to get myself to the point where I don't I'm completely you don't natural. want to mess I don't up your take body any shit like no it's what I say about the vaccine etc like if you want to take it if you want to do that to your body that's completely fine but I am looking after my body the way I know how and that's naturally so at the moment I would never have the bar or rod or whatever shit because I just feel sick having anything that's not mine in my body but at the at this present time and then I don't want to go on the pill because there's it's so difficult. I just got my mental health to a good position. Well, it isn't it is. good for you. What I if mean, I reacted in a way where I'm like completely depressed again? Like we just don't know until we try, and I'm just not willing to go there. And he offered. Wait, I haven't even what, to pay that. for the pill for you. No, no, no. He offered to like. He's like, what? What about if I? Okay, and I don't know what this is. I've never heard of it before until he said it. He's like, I'll. Um, it's like you sort of get your balls like knotted so that. Didn't you, you guys can't... go on like seven days or like for a week? <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. I was. <laughs> Like, what? oh my god, I literally don't know your name, like your last name yet. Um, See, I've only had this offering... conversation recently and I've been dating this guy for two months. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think he's been three at least. Like, are you kidding? It's a, this guy, it was the weirdest conversation ever. Like, it was just, did it make any sense? But moving on <laughs> to the fact that, I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's like basically you get your balls like knotted and then you can have a re- procedure and then you can have the reverse procedure. So, as in, does he... It's Does that mean like he's allowed to have kids? But it not permanent. So and what? I was like, there's oh. no guarantee that that's A, not permanent. And oh. B, I, I, you don't even know my last name. Why are you trying <laughs> to do this? It was the weirdest just conversation. must want you that bad, hey? Well, yeah. Just obviously didn't want to wear a condom It's like, you're the joke he needs. He's, uh, like, I suppose that's how like allergic to latex he must have been. But I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was just like, this was is... Was he actually he's... allergic or just... No, no just but he just didn't want... want to wear a condom at all. It feels I mean, the thing it. is, like, it doesn't feel the same. 
you know? It doesn't. You can't feel anything, really. We'll all stress that to the guys that are listening. We can't feel shit. What, when they are wearing a condom? Yeah. Don't promote the fact that we don't want them to wear them, though, because it's like... Given you're with the right person, you know, like, I obviously mean, you're, promoting you're currently, safe sex It sounds here. like you're currently relying on the pull-out method. Well, what, what other options do I have? Well, that's what I mean. This is what I don't really... About. Well, this is exactly why I want to be on the pill, you see, because, like, that is the safest option I can probably have. Yeah. That it, but also, with the pill, that there, there, there can be some good factors that come with it, like, uh, it is good for acne too. I know, like, that's also why I was prescribed, because at the time I had really bad acne. Yeah. And well, I've known a lot of people who've gone down that But path. also, my breasts grew so much. I had people messaging me going... Where did you get them done? And I was like, Your bruise. The chemist. <laughs> See, I think that's so wild. Like, it's. I, like, I they remember, grew so much. I remember telling my. Yeah, well, another thing, there's a side effect to that as well. Is like, yep. you can put, be someone who's not, you know, has your style body and be put on a lot of weight. I remember I put on a lot of weight when because I was on the pill. Well, it's just retent, like water retention that you're actually. Okay, on. interesting. It's not Again, actually it's that weight. similar thing. Okay, sweet. So. I remember when I went on the pill once and I don't even think I lasted a year because I didn't take it properly for like two days and then ended up having my period for like a whole month and I hated it and I never went back on it again. But (laughs) I remember I told my mum, I remember being like to my mum like crying at 17 and being like, I just started having sex (laughs) with my boyfriend. I'd started when I was like 15, but I waited (laughs) two years to let her know that. But I remember and being like, well, I need to go on birth control. Like, imagine if this happens. And so I went on the pill, but it was just, I just remember hating it. It was the worst thing for me. And I wonder what other options I would have weighed up then. Um, like, but the bar thing is like, ooh, it's the like way inside it's like, of you. Like, I was in Central America. And this girl's arm, it was like playing up. And her arm was hurting, and she, oh. like, I was honestly nauseous. She wasn't. I was. I was like, I'm nauseous. Well, they, do they have to then slice her open to try and get it out? Like, oh. that's... Oh, I don't how know do they how get they it do in it. there? It's a pretty simple, like, thing that they do. But, oh, okay, so I think I know what you're talking about in regards to the rod. That's one of the most... The one up the vagina. That's one of the most painful procedures I've heard. But can you feel it if you're still having sexual contact? The putting oh I don't know about that but getting it in one of my friends was halfway through the procedure and was about to pass out and she was said she's never been in so much agony in her whole entire life and they had to stop what the and then if she wanted it done they're gonna have to put her under an anesthetic so yeah that can be a procedure where and another girl is recently what, on they, Instagram like, chuck their hand through it <laughs> well you have to, I think it has to it. clip onto like your uterus. Oh. Like it has to literally be so far up you that, you know, it's protecting that. So it's crazy the options you have and none of them are like, woo, smooth sailing. Do you yeah. mean? They, they all pr- provide some type of you having to feel quite invaded. Yeah. 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 Unless it's the pill and that I think that would, to me, is, I don't know, taking a tablet I just feel so uncomfortable about in the first place. But obviously, so when I went to a psychic recently... You know, because this is so black and white and definitely going to happen. But apparently, I'm going to meet somebody and she's like, you better be careful. Because I still want to know who this is. That's oh, crazy. Well, I would love to know too. I'd love to know the poor guy. And so she's like, you've got to be careful in future because, I, you know, you're prone to like get pregnant. And I was like, ugh. I definitely don't want that. So, and she's like, you know, you're going to have kids by the time you're 31. I was like, I'm more looking towards like 
the earliest to be 36. <laughs> like, the earliest. Could we have pushed that back a little bit? But also, I was like, shit, I don't want to have kids, but if I was with, like, a partner at 31 years old, I don't know if abortion would be on the cards. So, so I don't also... don't want to have kids. I just don't want to have them too early. Yeah. I don't, like, I just have no plans on having too early. So I'm like, oh, Fair this enough. is something I have to consider is the position you're in at the moment. And I don't know which way I would head with that. So I'm intrigued to hear what... So you're going to go to the doctor. Yes, that is the plan. And then you're going to tell the doctor that you, that last pill didn't work. Yeah. And, and you then put me on a different one. I will be really intrigued to hear. So you 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 won't do any of the other procedures. You'll consider the pill. First. I, I prefer the pill rather than sticking something in my arm or up my vagina. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would choose like the second lowest dose because obviously they all have like different effects. So. And what if you had the same response? That you had then last time. I would say CR to the pill and probably not look into that for ever. And what well, you'd have to look at another option though. Well, yeah, because I don't want to have kids yet. I'm still pretty young, and I don't want to rely on the pull-out method. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I guess you're in quite the predicament. You know what, guys? We're going to keep you updated. We'll keep you we're, updated on what happens. where Gabby goes. But I feel like it's a, a, what I would recommend is like. Yes, go to your doctor, but yeah, maybe... it'll work. It'll work. I there, would say be... three. This is like to anyone listening because I, I remember being seventeen and being like, "What the fuck do I do apart from tell my mom?" And then like, you know, I'm just going to take the first option. And there's so many more options now since there was when I was seventeen. Mm. But I would definitely the pill didn't work for me. I hated it. I hated every bit of it. Like it wasn't comfortable. Baby, put on instant like you know hold that water weight, and I didn't like big boobs at the time, and I remember my boobs getting bigger, and... It's if, uncomfortable. If, you know, if it I got them now, I'd be embracing the shit out of them, and be like, bring them back, but it just felt really gross, gross and uncomfortable. So, for me, I would definitely get, like, multiple doctor's opinions, and I will have to maybe do so in the future, and, you know, look for maybe... Then go for maybe see a naturopath and like figure out what my body a will react to and won't and like see if they have done mm. any research and that that sort of way. I feel like there should be people out there and there would be people out there who specifically work in this area for like, like knowing what like in a natural sort of way figuring out for girls what the best option for them would be. Mm, yeah, I mean, like your GP does know like what they give you they do give you options but i know what you mean like is there someone that specializes in that area gps literally have to remember a lot of stuff like we're relying on them to like actually care about like that one particular issue when really they probably don't let's say there's someone who is a man or has already had kids yeah they don't care that's the thing they haven't done their research so specifically they've got to remember so many different things so you'll care about your body way more than someone else yeah exactly like it's like you know they're going to recommend what they heard was great yeah like and what they've done a little bit research on maybe what they learned in uni 20 years ago and there's so many more options now yeah exactly that's so true we've got to like i think take it on board and really have something because it can have so many repercussions and we still don't know what's happening i'm interested in the research that's coming up around the fact that so many girls have had endometriosis yet all of them are linked to having being on the pill for like 10 plus years and we had no idea what was going to happen to them 
And now yeah. they're having to deal with trying to have kids and get their periods back. Yeah. So, you know, we don't know the repercussions of anything yet. We're still that guinea pig generation. So look into it. Find the best source you possibly can and find mm. someone who is a professional in that area. Yeah. 100%. And, like, who knows the latest as well, not like, like Emma said, something from 20 years ago because science changes we're All so updated. Like, we've got period undies now. It's a wide, wide world. It's a <laughs> Something is invented Thank goodness, every single hey? day, we'll which is exciting. On and on that note, do you know what else is normally invented and it's really getting good? Vibrators. So let's go into <laughs> self-pleasure. <laughs> self-pleasure, guys. This is a great topic, actually, because I feel like there's not a lot of people out there or even podcasters that really dig deep into it self-pleasure i mean there's some feminine ones that are really good that i get linked to through some people who are trying to like help me discover this within myself because so i grew up in around as i said like a quite conservative family and it definitely if it wasn't talking (laughs) about periods to my mom i definitely wasn't talking about the fact that i was allowed to masturbate as a child oh no that's like that's like you're going to hell kind of thing 100 100 so like and what i think that the biggest thing for me is why is it so normalized that guys masturbate and you know boys let's like, say 15 year old boy yeah, yeah girls it's so taboo and so it, you feel there's so much shame because it goes it. back to the whole statement of not being ladylike you know okay and that's why I don't know if you saw well there was this big that there was this big thing that came out on Instagram like a little while ago this clip about you know being a woman this whole if you guys type in being a woman the video link will pop up and it's just so interesting. Like, why do we have to wear heels? Like, why do we have to wear dresses? Like, why do we have to wear all this stuff? Like, why is that on our name? Because we're women, you know? Like, interesting. That's, I, that's why I really respect this day and age of, you know, physically active women and also the fact that it is okay to kind of dress like a tomboy. Like, that's in because all the girls are wearing, you know, like the sneakers with like the shorts and like the hats and the big oversized shirts. Like, yes, let's embrace any kind of fashion. It's so interesting that you say that because I listened today to a podcast, actually over the last couple of days, a big podcast, and it's by the roommates on they have the podcast they've had like 200 something episodes and they're really two interesting guys to listen to and it's called seven traits of highly desirable women and it's very very i don't want to use the word backwards because maybe it is their truth but it's that typical patriarchy um one of them is women need to know how to cook another one is uh like women better have no debt because if the man like wants obviously will have to come in and like pay that debt off because they want to stay at home with the kids it's Wait, we really we really old school thing well, but we... i'm intrigued by it and i want to listen to it because i like i was like well this is two men who want to you know let women know what they like help them out i guess and also let them know what they want but the one thing they also said was stop dressing for other women like a stop getting the butch kind of haircuts and start dressing ladylike and i found that one very in my face because i'm like i dress for me firstly and secondly i'm not a real right. dressy summer dress no, kind of girl who am i people go like that's all the jewelry jewelry you have and i'm just like ah oh, yeah i lost the really rest of it because i'm incapable of yeah <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things yeah. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice also, things also going back to the whole work thing like who the fuck, like, honestly, back in the day, you know, like, we really fucked up, didn't we, by telling men, you know, like, whoever told that the people that, you know, like, women have a brain, yes, we should work. 
fuck. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we could have laid back and done nothing, but instead we had to go forward so you're and say we were so smart. <laughs> let me get this straight. You like the idea of being like the woman that stays at home and looks after the house. And fuck like, yeah. You do? Fuck yeah. I mean, I'm so the opposite. It literally me, repulses like, me. It, I literally am like, that, is that all I'm worth? Like, I can't believe that. The, maybe it's because I'm so undomesticated that I, like, it repulses me that I'm like, ew, housework. But, I mean, like, partially. But also, you know, yeah. like, 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 we could have sat back and done nothing, but this, this group of women felt the need to just raise their hand, like, let us pay the bills. <laughs> I would be in that group of women. Like, I think that I've just seen so many people, especially in so rehab, lose their identity through being a mom and that's all they are. And that, like, lose their creativity, lose their sense of purpose. And I found it Living through their kids. really, yeah, in my face to see that, you know, that's not the answer at all. And, like, so they, a lot of them, were, alcohol was their main source of drug but it was just this like sense of loneliness and like the, and, and a lot of them were in that sort of relationship where the men came home and had these expectations of um to have dinner on the table etc so i but you know in this this podcast which i do recommend people listening to if it makes you feel uncomfortable it's probably a good thing or it makes you question other things like don't turn it off but like figure out your values with when you're listening to this podcast because i definitely did but one of them was and i think it was the second or third one that they said is women need to learn to heal they need to like that has to be it if you they say the reason why guys like younger girls is because they are less prone to have had so much heartbreak and be not so bitter towards men because like people haven't done the healing work and obviously i felt that because if anyone has listened to two seconds of what i say i'm all about the healing work so it was such an interesting podcast but i did feel like it was a lot like what you're saying it was like you know women are just we're meant to have kids and that was that's our job in life and i'm it makes me feel so uncomfortable hearing things like that yeah and yeah exactly and also the fact that you're not going after something you're passionate about that kind of scares me a little bit especially because you and I like are obviously so passionate about yeah I'm like delay children until I tick off all the goals yeah right exactly like at least and even then I I need a man that's like wants to be a father like I said this the other day it's like it came to me and I'm like I want a guy who really like wants to be a father like they like they're so excited to have kids not just just like that's just the thing you do because I need them to be someone who's more gonna want like, to love being a dad just as much if not more apparent do you yeah. know like yeah. whereas because i want to go follow my dreams i yeah i want to be a good mom eventually because <laughs> i'm so against i'm like Ugh. but, but that's i just, just i need to be able to have that because i'll if i lose my sense of purpose like it's a rabbit hole for me and it's something spiral. that's so amazing during this generation is that the fact that we are able to it's now so much more even-sided you know like whereas back in the day it's like the man should do everything and the woman just kind of falls in the sidelines or like gets left in their shadow which is like and has to deal with all the other stuff like which is really sad honestly a hundred percent i think that and you know we are moving towards a better way of living 
Yeah, yeah, like, well, we're being more equal and women having more rights, which is exciting. So that's the other, like, and I guess that's how we even got onto that topic. Is because Having like, a right to masturbate, right? Masturbate, 100%. masturbate, I don't even know. Well, I said to Gabby, I'm like, and can someone please answer this? Is it masturbate or masturbate? I say masturbate. I kind of, you say masturbate, and I'm kind of like, ooh, I feel like the master of that. So, you know, let's do that. I'm not really, I haven't mastered it at all. But I was like, ooh, I don't know whether it's like you say it a particular way or if you're in, like, America or England or Australia, you just say it a different way so, so what do you do you do you ha- use a toy like because i know a lot I, of my friends use toys actually all of them use toys i legit wouldn't have even had like permission to start doing this or had got done started doing it at all until i think 2000 end of 2015 like very end and because i was going over for 2016 to america and i had a long distance relationship and let's be honest he took me to the shop bought me a vibrator and was like Please don't cheat on me. Don't cheat on me. Give me a buzz and uh, we'll just do those FaceTime stuff. So we'll have phone sex. But literally before then, never. And that would have been 23 years old. Wow. So like never. And only, and I'm only ever really done. This is a big thing I want to work on moving forward. I want to like do a few courses, which really help me embrace my femininity and like learn how to pleasure myself in a more natural way but apart from that it was just like this is my relationship with it it's so get in get the job done as fast as you can and it was kind of like a job it was like a task like it's on the list for today get it done before I go to bed release that so you know what I wasn't like an essential beautiful experience and has never been yet so it's It's something that you have to like really work out it's like a puzzle like what how do you figure out your puzzle and like what works best for you and like actually I will say that I... I just make sure I've got mine charged. Well, I don't... I don't <laughs> That's never, how sad it I've is. never had a toy before. And so this is the most interesting thing and why I was like, I can't wait to talk about this with Gabby on the podcast. So I am like, you've heard what I'm like. I'm just like, it's basically a job on the to-do list for the day and as quickly as possible, hopefully it's charged and doesn't like run out on me. Otherwise, I don't know what to do, honestly, <laughs> because I'm relying completely on a vibrator on a toy. So Gabby, I spoke to, spoke to Gabby about it and I was absolutely shocked to hear answer because you come from an even more conservative family to me and I was so like awakened and enlightened by your answer when I was like do you do you pleasure yourself I mean I'm like all the time <laughs> all the time <laughs> it isn't a job it is exciting yeah I was like I love when, it when did you know you, I asked you I... when did you start doing this do you really want to know you're, you're 100% because it's I normal really it's natural young. I think I was like 13 to be honest and I figured yeah. it out and I was like Oh my god, like, but also, that's so normal. If you're a young teenager and you're listening to this and you're going, oh my god, I'm not the only one, like, kudos to you, girlfriend, like, of course you're not the only one, it's so normal, and, like, that's something we need to talk about, like, Uh, guys guys do it, girls also do it, you know, like... And you should have permission to do so. Yeah. Like, and I recommend, and if you don't do it start now <laughs> because I, otherwise you'll end up like me where I have to go do courses and stuff to learn how to push myself instead of fucking using a toy you know what I can't work out half the time too like and I'm still trying to decipher the difference between the two because I feel like they sit very close in your brain if I'm either hungry or if I'm horny and I sometimes can't separate the two so I'll go ahead and I'll eat and I'll eat and I'll eat and I'll eat and I'm still not satisfied and then I'm like oh wait I'm actually seeking pleasure so then I'm like, oh, that was the release that I needed to fill whatever gap that I needed in my body. 
A hundred percent. So when you started at such a young age, and obviously you haven't even used a toy since then, which yeah. is amazing, which is probably why you have great sex and know what to ask for. But what? <laughs> how did it start? And like, what do you speak to anyone about it, or it was just like total personal thing? About me just not having toys. No, just like touching yourself. Um, I think just definitely in like school group discussions. I okay. chatted about it with like your close friends, and then it wasn't until I got into college because Americans are just like so wild and I love them because everyone's just so open like, so open like and I was so openly available then to talk about it okay um, and I just felt like I was in a comfortable environment and that's something that you need to find too finding people that you feel comfortable and confident around to help to have those conversations with yeah because I can tell you right now I had a close group of girlfriends growing up never had once did this ever come up Really? No. So, like, when, did you, when did you have, like, Wait, first... And do you know what? This is what's come up. I've been in a women's circle, and questions around this has come up, and I've noticed how uncomfortable I felt around it. So I was like, oh, my God, this is so weird. So a lot of girls who are a bit older than me as well said how they... It was so taboo, similar story to me, like, never did speak about it with their friends, didn't really feel like they had permission to do so. It was something that was kind of shunned, and you felt ashamed for, I guess. And... They all speak about how they then looked to guys to fulfill that in themselves and they have a streak of being a bit of a hoe. I'm using those words just to sum it up, basically, because they're not mm. at all. But I found that, like, they were searching for that in guys and we, we're giving our power over to men. Like, I went yeah. through phases of it too. Like, clearly, because I hadn't masturbated since until I was 23 and even then I had a boyfriend and it was always like such a task and a job but I always felt that when I was horny I needed to go get that from someone so I'm handing my power over and that was when you you, you get it's like a release of energy. A reputation of being a little slut yeah but like yeah. you know all I wanted to fulfill was that and because I, I didn't have permission to do so and it was such a like weird taboo thing you know we found ourselves in positions where we then felt more shame yeah. because we're yeah. just rooting people or hooking up with yeah, them exactly. purely for the fact of getting pleasure which i can totally give myself yeah so, so it's yeah. actually it's, it's healthy to masturbate so healthy it's so healthier than going and getting it from sleeping with else. a bunch of guys yeah, so exactly. much healthier so yeah. with you give me an example like so sure at, on like i don't know how far you want to go with that but like <laughs> whether it was like what how you started or like how you started talking about it with your friends like conversation wise yeah um so i i think when i was in school i don't know i just chat about with like my best friend at the time and we would just chat about the certain sites that we'd go on and like what we'd like watching also and all that wise. yeah yeah okay, for cool. sure and like the specific topics that like really turn us on and oh like God, we would speak we would speak like guys i'm not even kidding but like also I'm, the, I'm a very open person with people if I trust a person. So, depending on the person that I'm with, really. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, like... So, when you spoke to them, you would kind of get ideas, too, of what you could then go and look up in the future or, what like, yeah. what... Yeah. 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 And also, just, like, um, I don't know, just, like, how guys would talk, we would talk, basically. Like, about what we'd find attractive, what would really turn us on. Because that's important, you know, like... That's such everyone... an important conversation to have. How old were you when you started having these oh, conversations? Probably, like, 15, 16. Amazing. Amazing. 16, I would In say. 15, 16, I was, ca- like, trying to hook up with more boys than my friends were at parties. But also, I was so physically active, really too. Really great. <laughs> we got yeah. them at parties. But, so, you were physically active, too. So, also, obviously, if you're a really, really physically active teenager naturally you're 
hormones are gonna your uh, sex sex sexual hormones are gonna be sitting at a higher level than those who are inactive because that's just Well, yeah because do you have like more is it testosterone that you have yeah, more of you, like yeah yeah, yeah, that, yeah yeah so and testosterone. So for, I can see now looking back how I was in such a toxic relationship and kept going back to it because I was seeking sex pleasure. Drive. 100%. Yeah. I remember driving to his house and being like, this is our last time. <laughs> this will be the last time what I Isn't there that like one rule where you're allowed to like have sex with a person after you've broken up? You call it like the breakup sex? Yeah, mine went on for a year and a half. Oh my God. Yeah, it's really, really, really Really healthy. healthy. Yeah, functional. And I'd be like going there purely now when I think back to, for the fact that it was like amazing sex and being the first person I'd opened up to. And, but... Because I couldn't give that to myself. Mm. And so it's like, I, I, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, poor little Emma, I feel so sorry for you. That because this wasn't a conversation and you didn't think you had permission to do so, you were going and putting yourself through this toxic situation. And, you know, I adore him at the moment, like now, but he, it, but putting him through that as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, completely would have been using the people around me just to fulfill that pleasure. Just to get what you want. A hundred percent. Yeah. Isn't that what we do, though? Like, when we really feel like we need something, you have to use someone. That's what you feel like. You need to use someone. But, like, we need to now get over that. We have to reshape the way we look at things and then go the other direction, which is just really taking or seeking self-pleasure instead of thinking it of it as a negative thing. Think of it as something positive. A hundred percent. And the moral of the story is the fact that, like, what helped... What, Gabby did is healthy. What I did, not healthy. Do you mean? Like, not... And still isn't. Like, I still don't have a good relationship around this. And, like, I'm 28 years old and it's something that is on the top of my list to work on. Like, I'm going to take up uh, some courses that some beautiful ladies are doing. Like, one of them, the girls are doing through this girl called Missy. And, like, they're all working on their own pleasure and, like, sexual healing, which is amazing. And they're all girls that are, like around about my age older and a couple that are younger that have had like a bit of trauma as well so it's like yeah. it's really important that we work on this because it gives us our power and gabby's spoken about in in another episode you've said how we, we actually do control whether we we can stop breeding or not yeah we, we, whether we procreate so yeah. it's a similar thing like we need to stop handing so much of this power over to, to men, men to exactly. give us pleasure and to make us feel okay and this is where it starts and why is it okay for boys? The question is, whether you feel shame around it, whether it's like older people who are telling you that or like trying to put that in your head, it's like, no, the thing is, it's completely natural for a 15-year-old boy to masturbate, so it should be completely natural for a 15-year-old girl to masturbate. Exactly. Even earlier if you want, whatever the hell you want, but it's, if it's normal for guys, it's normal for girls. And that's how they have so much of the power, yeah. because we're giving it to them. Exactly. So we just need to stand up for ourselves, girls, you know? We run the world, as Beyonce would say. I can really see Gabby, like, giving, you know, tutorials in the future when she's more open about it and being like, this is what you're allowed. Because I feel like you've had such a good, healthy relationship around this. And, like, it was one thing that when we spoke about it, I was, like, really taken aback. I was like, whoa, this is the complete opposite story to me. And it's actually so healthy and so functional what you've been doing. So kudos to you, babe. Absolutely love it. So... Yeah, nothing to feel shamed about at all. Um, but getting into the not next feeling topic and the about. final thing we want to wrap it up with, and we yeah. feel like this is so important, and like for, because we both had experiences of. Um, well, for me, it's about to do with like girl parts, obviously, yeah. and 
the fears and scare factors, but let's change like to change the topic into something that we can take control over, and that's breast checks and pap smears. Yeah. So we're talking about cervical ones. cancer and breast cancer here, and the possibilities and how fearful it is around girls. Like for example. Gabby here has to get breast checks because your mom's already She's suffered from breast family. cancer. Yeah. Like, it's whenever I've had anything to do with my boobs, my family's been like, go. My mom gets regular checks. I seriously think it's like nearly every three months. Or so, even girls, like, it's so important just to check your breasts every now and then, you know? Like, if you feel like there's like an unusual, like, golf lump, golf, golf ball lump in your breast, that is not normal. So, if you feel like you've got like an abnormal lump in your breasts, then definitely go get that checked out because you don't want to leave it too late. It's the same thing. Like, there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed about. So, like, I couldn't stress enough how angry it made me that... So, I have... My amount of friends that a few years ago hadn't had a pap smear whatsoever. They're literally free in Australia. You actually have to get them. I've got a letter. You get a letter every year. I get a letter every year anyway, or whenever there's been changes to get a pap smear. And it's literally free in Australia. So I don't know why people aren't getting them. But do you know why? This is the most interesting, weirdest thing I've ever heard. So they were scared to go to a doctor because it was too invasive and too like, oh, it would be so awkward to get a pap smear. I'm like, you literally get laser on your vagina. You literally get waxes on your vagina. And like, that's a lot you're getting worse, your anus right? bleached and you won't go to a doctor who sees vaginas all the time. Or a doctor who specializes, they spend like a lot of money, you know, getting their degrees done in that specific subject. To get a me to check, it, but to check if you have cancer. And I'm the, thing, help the reason you, yeah. why I'm so passionate about this is because... When I was 23 years old, just before I was moving to America, mum was like, get your pap me, hurry up and get your pap me. And I always get mine because my mum's so on board, like, all the time. So I left this a little bit late. And I, when I got my pap smear, it was, like, December. I was leaving on December 27th or something. And by the time the results came back, I got the call. So they called you on the phone? Well, the doctors did. They're like, you need to come and see us. And I was like, oh, my God, okay, sweet. And so <laughs> it was already, like, 10th of December when I got the result, like, had the actual pap smear so it was way yeah. too late I was anyway I didn't think anything would be wrong with that I wasn't stressed I was 23 years old what did I honestly have to worry about so I went in and they're like you have abnormal cells and I'm panicking because I don't care about anything else at this point apart from I'm going to America like I have organized this I'm going to America I want to move to America and then so I messaged my friend who was a doctor and he's like you can't leave the country until you get this sorted so I luckily had a favor called in got to go to a gynecologist and the gynecologist did check me and took a biopsy. And even when he did the biopsy, he's like, I'm 90% sure that you have cervical cancer cells through, like, all through your body. Did you in not that have area. any symptoms at all? No symptoms, nothing. Nothing I can ever remember at all. And he's like, you need to... I, I'm 90% sure you're going to have to have this operation. And so... The so closest- what do they have to do, like, for the operation? Well, the wildest thing was like, I'm like, oh, I need to move overseas. Like, really, is this necessary? It's like, I'm going to book you in for Christmas Eve, and oh you're God. obviously going to have to delay your flights. You're not leaving the so country. So, were you in the hospital on Christmas? Chris, uh, no, it was a day procedure. So, okay. I was out that night. So, he's like, booking you for Christmas oh, yeah. Eve, and luckily, I didn't get my period before then because you can't have it <gasps> if you had a period. So, he called oh me like the next God. day, and he's like, you 100% need it. You so mean they don't want to go in when you're bleeding? <laughs> well, Why not? like, I think that they can't do the the procedure. So, yeah. luckily, mine, I was so stressed, mine was delayed because I was literally due, like, the day before. And so, we've had the operation, and I've had to wait a couple of weeks for them to be able to check it and give me the all clear. But I was super lucky, had the operation. But if I left that for one more year, and I just, let's say I'd gone to America... 
obviously yeah. wouldn't have got a pap smear over there because they're expensive and oh my, I wouldn't that, have even thought about it. You can't get but I would have so been bad. ridden with cancer. Like there was a they cut out a lot. So they checked it, and I was very lucky that I got. It what did they cut out? Just like was it just skin? I don't know because I didn't exactly get to look. But yeah, <laughs> didn't exactly. If I was well, talk, I'd be sorry to tell you. Who's the vagina? Well, yeah, it's so it's. I guess it's just like a layer of cells that is like grown on the outer layer. It's like still external in regards to like not, but but quite internal as well. I could not explain this properly, but so it's like inside you get, your uterus. Uh, on the outside, it would be so like. Am I talking about that, I think? <laughs> so yeah, so uterus is inside. So it was like on the. It was in the border. Oh, it would of like... be on the layer of it. And yes, yeah, so the outside of my okay. uterus. Okay. Right, okay. Yeah. So yeah. and then they would have like chopped around it. So they haven't taken out any of my parts. But at the same time, I remember si- sitting there and then being like, "Oh, you know, the complications can arise um, if in the future you're going to be pregnant." And then like, this is what they said: the baby could just fall out. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, this is future Emma's problem. I just need to get to America. I don't. I'm not even listening to you right now. Play on. Get the baby. In this operation. What do they mean? The baby could just could fall, just fall out. out. Could just fall out. What I'm do you mean? Mid pregnancy, just fall out, and then I need to stitch something. I honestly, this is the thing. I didn't listen because I was so. So is that still a complication now? Well, I maybe in the future. I think I'd be fine. I've like done a lot of work to heal myself. Who knows? I'll, I'll check it out when it happens. Yeah, but just, just one of those let us know if the child pops out. Really, if I drop the baby out mid-pregnancy, when apparently I'm going to get pregnant at 31, I'll let you know. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, like, I was obviously after that operation, that massive scare. It was a good month of my life where I was just like you know still recovering and it was like shaking up and I was trying to move to America and I did get there in time and I was very lucky but my friends were still like refusing to get pap smears and they were older than me I'm like what is your problem just go get one I don't fucking understand like I literally don't understand like do you not see what I just went through like how Mm. is this not an issue to you just go get your vagina checked I don't see how it's hard at all but so this is this like I don't get that where people are okay to go get their vaginas lasered for cosmetic purposes but they're not okay to get the check yeah it just absolutely blows my mind it's like I couldn't be more passionate about this topic because it's one of those things where even in England at that time they weren't actually allowing people to get checked until they were 25 years old it wasn't free I think until that time and I couldn't believe that because I was 23 and I'm like why is this a thing so was that abnormal then I think so. I don't really think young. it was like the norm where most people were coming in at 23 years old and that would have been because that's what I, I remember learning at school or something that once you reach like 25 that's like the age that you should go start getting yourself checked. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Because hey, it takes so time like, for those cells to grow, and that's usually the age, as it. But that's so interesting. But I, so I was getting that. my two, every two yearly pap smears. Like, I'd yeah. had one the two years beforehand. If I'd have missed that one and just gone overseas, I would be in a lot of trouble. Like, I think that would have spread really quickly. And probably because of the fact that I would do things like sleep with tampons in. Yeah. Do you mean? I think that all those things added up. Like, yeah. I think it's the way we... Are down there so like for example I use tampons all the time like I think I would use pads like once in the my whole scheme of like the period do you mean like whereas now it's like I completely don't do that whatsoever actually makes my body I don't know if it's a reaction from this and like it brings up like gross memories or anything but like when I do wear a tampon I feel like I'm going to be like a little bit ill like I feel like nauseous so it's so important that we remember that like 
those things. Like, the, when they say it's not healthy to wear a tampon to bed, it's like they're literally saying it for a reason. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying that's Very 100% why I got medical. it. It was probably yeah. a combination of a lot of things. But the fact that I got it at 23 years old is intense. Like, I was doing water sports. So I was always wearing a tampon. Like, I was like you when you speak about, like, the dancing. Like, it was just so natural and common for me to, like, wear a tampon. I was doing it straight away. So it's like... And it can cause complications. Yeah. yeah. I think that now, like, at least we're in the day and age where it's like you know, girls can at least wear these undies that are awesome that have been brought out where they can have that natural flow. Yeah, yeah. It's just so exciting. Yeah. Like, because I think that when you're at school, you should be able to do that because I feel like, a, you know, a 13-year-old girl wearing tampons, like, I remember I hardly even knew what to do with it, to be honest, but, like, all the time, that's probably when 10 years later after doing that, you know, throughout the years they're going to end up with these types of complications. Yeah. And, like, they, they hit 23, and maybe that's why it's more common now. Because I couldn't believe it. I was in absolute shock. Like, I'd had the little cervical cancer needle. I'd had all those things that they said would prevent it. Didn't work. Still got it. That's so crazy. And luckily, I they picked up on it. So crazy. Yeah, it's so important for people to get their checks. Like, I've got yeah. a lot of lymph node issues around my breast area and everything like that. And, like, it's so yeah, important. Your breast too. Like, you, if you feel something, go straight away. Like, mm-hmm. the other thing that I find is interesting is, like, the doing... And knowing how to feel as well. Like, knowing the cues to feel. Like, if you, if you feel like something is abnormal, don't just disregard it. Yeah, you and know? are we getting taught that? Ever. Like, who's teaching us how to check? Yeah. Is yeah. there a sex ed class? Like, how do people know how to check? Exactly. Like, exactly. how did you learn how to check? I don't... This is the first time hearing about that there's a certain way. I mean, through family, but, like, how else do you learn, you know? Like... Well, I feel like that's the difference as well, is, like, we do have these classes at school, and we do a lot of things, but we really aren't doing the We're not tuning anymore. in, but we're not tuning in. As, as kids, you... you you couldn't care less to be at school in sex education. Well, it was year know? six where I learned this. Year six. I didn't was nowhere near having my period in the scheme of things of my mind of when I was in year six. And also, like, they're showing you how to do sex. I'm like, that needs to be, like, year eight and right through, like, a yearly thing. I don't remember it being like year that. Year 12. Like, just stressing on kids more often than when you're in year six. Yeah, 100%. As if I remember. I mean, on the odd occasion, you probably would get those, like, horny little kids that would probably go off and do stuff. But, like, I no. wasn't one of them. I was still fucking no, you've got to be, like, 12, you know? Like, <laughs> 100%. So, I think that, like, wow, what a topic we've got. What a topic. Say. I could talk about so many different aspects to no. it. And I want to hear so much feedback on this one. Yes, guys, please give us your feedback on Girl Talk. Also, any other topics that you have of interest that you'd like us to speak about, please just shoot them forward to us. Or if you want to ask Abby any questions about self-pleasure, because yeah, I don't I have you guys. You. I'll send you the links. <laughs> so, yeah, send us your link to what you've been looking up. All about it. But we've really enjoyed this one, guys. Thanks so, so much for listening. And please tune in. Five stars. Give us five, five stars. stars. Rate us and also you subscribe. You want to. Subscribe and follow us on Instagram. We are at Chills and Shenanigans. And, and we share weekly updates on our podcast. So Follow us on the podcast app so you actually get a little right notification out. when we post a new episode like this one. Because we love you. XOXO. The Sheilas. Sheilas. <laughs>